This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome to Screen Talk with me, Dan Clark. Now, this uh, is the last show of the year and actually the last show I'm doing for a couple of months, actually. But I'll be back, uh, to quote Sylvester Stallone. Uh, I've loved doing this show and while I'm here, a little sentimental moment, I'd like to thank my producer, my wonderful producer, who's done the show all year. He's moving to Canada next year. Uh, He's the wonderful Adam Johnson No, not that Adam Johnson, although he probably wants to move to Canada as well. Uh, Adam, my Adam, can you take the other Adam with you? No, he doesn't want to take him. He's actually, you're going under a different name now. Is it Adam P. Johnson or something? Something like that. Uh, I want to do a documentary uh, at some point about people who have um, namesakes uh, that have somehow maybe damaged their lives. Can you imagine if you were also called like Ian Huntley or James Savile or... Rolf Harris or something. Can you imagine that? Do you think there's more than one Rolf Harris? There might be. And Rolf isn't um, a common name, but you never know. Um, so I, I remember someone called Dan Clark was uh, trending on Twitter and I was I was gutted it wasn't me. It was just some racing driver. Anyway, that's a, that's a completely different uh, show there, but we, we're going to work on that. If anyone's got any stories, tweet us. We ne- I say that, but no one ever does. Um, so here on this show, we discuss film and television, and uh, but today's show is going to be a bit different because, uh, well, by different, I mean um, completely unprepared and a little bit chaotic. So if this is the first show uh, that you've ever listened to of Screen Talk, um, and it is a disaster, then just don't judge us on today. But if it's brilliant, then maybe this is what we'll do. We'll do this every week. We'll just sort of blag it and wing it. I, I'm, I'm being, um, I'm sort of... Uh, I'm being a little bit glib because uh, I have actually put a little bit of thought into today's show because it's a Christmas show. So I've prepared some songs. I've got some. Uh, I've got a guest. I have actually got a guest, um, and this is this is who I decided we should have. It's been a great year. I've had so many wonderful guests, but still, in possibly my top five guests of the whole year was the person that kickstarted this show back in March, I think it was, and that is the wonderful Brett Goldstein. He's going to sit in, and we're going to talk Christmas movies, favourite movies of the year, maybe our least favourite movies of the year, if we're daring to be uh, a little bit cynical. Um, so he's going to be with me in a minute. I'm going to kickstart the show with a song. Um, normally we do songs that have been in films or TV shows or written for films and TV shows. I think this has probably been in many films and TV shows, but not one specific but because it's Christmas uh, I think we should really just focus on mostly Christmas themed songs this is Let It Snow by Dean Martin Oh, that, that, that's got me all, like, feeling warm and fuzzy. Uh, now, I know uh, it's been featured in many different films, that actual song, but something happened to me the other day. I, so to give you the backstory, I've always sung at Christmas this. I've sung, Oh, the weather outside is frightful, dum-de-dum delightful. I've always sung that, and I don't know where it came from. And I watched Die Hard the other night, and it's what... Um, Al Powell, the black cop who helps Bruce uh, Willis, 
Um, I'm looking at my guest uh, for some sort of affirmation here, Um, but he's given me nothing. Um, It's what he sings just before he goes to the Nokotomi building and, you know, he gets involved in that that storyline. He sings Dum Dee Dum Delightful. And it's like, that's where I've sung that for like 20 years, not knowing where it comes from. So um, my first guest, well, my only real guest today, the only real person that matters is, of course, uh, Brett Goldstein. Um, he was our first very guest, uh, first very, our very first guest on this show. And um, he's been a supporter of this show. He's, he sends me lovely little tweets and texts. Not tweets. You never send me a tweet, no, do you? Never do it in public. You, you'd never do it in public. So, Brett, um, <laughs> this is going well. This is going well. So, but you know it's live today. Okay, great. Yeah, speak closer to the mic. Hello. Or even closer. Hello. Or pull the mic to you. Put it in my mouth? Yeah, put it in your mouth. Okay. Um, so our guest today is Brett Goldstein. Now, he's been a supporter of this show. He texts me often and says, oh, I love your show, and it makes me feel great. Um, and I've wanted to get him back on the show. We, this is the first time we're having a guest on twice, but you are bookending the year. That's Brett it. Goldstein, how are you? And thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm fine, and I'm greatly honoured to be bookending <laughs> what is one of my favourite Fubar Radio podcast. Oh, why have you specified it to just the Fubar Radio ones? <laughs> because I saw the sign behind you and I thought, well, I don't want to yeah. slag off other Fubar Radio podcasts. No. Well, you sort of just did in a way. <laughs> in a way. In a way. Uh, well, thank you for all your lovely texts of support. Um, uh, I'd, I'd also like to thank everyone that listens while you're here, Brett. I'd like to thank everyone that listens. Dur- during the summer, we were in the top five. Film and TV podcast downloads on iTunes for many, many weeks. I mean, it's absolutely cracking. It's it's smashing, isn't it? Smashing. Uh, Brett, do you... uh, You're Brett Goldstein. You're obviously of um, Jewish descent. Mm. Do you celebrate Christmas? I sure do. Do you? Are you from... Which side of your family are the the Jewish people? Oh, I mean, I don't think I've understood that Christmas was a religious festival. I thought it was when you just... Go and watch them up at Christmas Carol and then give each other presents yeah. and spend the day together. Well, I mean, have to have a religious. It doesn't have to, but I just, I've just, I've just come back from Israel where I've been filming. Oh yeah, how's that been? That was that was a crazy that was a crazy three weeks. Really? Yeah, it was pretty mental um, for people that uh, don't. Obviously, everyone who doesn't know, uh, I was filming a web series out there for three weeks and. Uh, I could tell many, many stories, but that's not what we're doing this show for. But it is interesting doing a show uh, acting on a set where uh, English isn't the first language. Oh, and right. uh, Did you speak Israeli for three weeks? Um, I didn't, no. I didn't. That was what was so crazy about it, was the amount of times I went, and action. And I was like, um, what's going on? <laughs> Turning to the guy next to me, do you know what we're doing in this scene? No idea. <laughs> Um, but it was a wonderful experience. Uh, but obviously, the Jewish folk do not celebrate Christmas, right. and there were no decorations everywhere. There wasn't uh, all the Christmas hits playing in every single right. supermarket. And uh, I got back on the 11th of December, and normally by the 11th of December, I'm absolutely sick of it. And it hasn't even happened yet. But you were delighted. To but be I back. came back, and there was yeah. all these lights and all the music and it's probably the first year in many many years that I'm I almost feel as as excited uh, about being it being Christmas Um, now before we uh, crack on you and I talking about uh, we're going to talk about our favourite Christmas films but I couldn't do this show without having James Gill 
listen, you couldn't. I couldn't and do I this. I wouldn't accept and it. You, as a you know James as well I as love I do. James Gill, and I think he's wonderful. So um, I think it's James with us. James. Yes. <laughs> James Gill. I am here. James, I couldn't. I am live from Lapland. Oh, wow. You're actually, you made it. Yes, I made it. I'm there's, with the big seller now. There's something. Down, sir, not now, I'm on the phone. There's something about this, just the sound, the tone of hearing a voice on a phone that makes this feel a bit more like credible, like we're doing some serious news piece. Yeah. Like, oh, how, how is it we out are. there? How is it, James? It is freezing. <laughs> the reindeer are fine. The fur is thick. They are chomping at the bit for Christmas <laughs> Eve. Kids, if you're listening, I hope you've been good. They've got a lot of presents to give away. James, are you excited about Christmas? I'm excited about every day of the year, so... Uh, he says Christmas, that. Here's, here, here's the pattern of James Gill. He goes, you know me, I'm a really positive guy, and then goes into slagging something off. Hey, Dan, you know me, I'm a really <laughs> positive guy, but I can't wait to slag off Rogue One. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, let's kickstart with that. You saw Rogue One recently. Um, you yes. actually texted me. You gave it 3.5 stars out of 5. Yes, um, 7 out of 10. Uh, and over time, I'm, I would like to round that down ooh. to 6.5 out of 10. Your hatred for it has grown. Yeah. Well, I think hatred is a bit bit strong. Can, still, uh, still enjoy. I mean, t overall, I enjoyed it. Why? Overall, I'm a positive guy, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a positive guy, but I'm going to end my life. Uh, why Why were you disappointed? Because I've only heard uh, positive things. I so think it's great. Brett thinks it's great. Why do you? Why did? You, why were you um, not so keen on it, James? There's just no wow factor. So uh, every time I see any movie, I'm, I'm on. I'm three nil up. I want you know. I'm on side. Um, it just lacked any wow. I also felt there was no real, um, there was no director's stamp on it. There was no flourish to it. I never felt like I never felt like I was watching anything special. I, I felt like any director could have delivered that movie. I felt like I'd seen it all before. Okay, well, that's probably because you had, because it had the Death Star, uh, Darth Vader, um, and numerous other characters without spoil t too many spoilers. But um, and obviously, and obviously, you know, Disney have lawyers, and we do not. So I need to be very careful. However, obviously, there are the rumours that it went in for multiple reshoots. There is, there are the rumours that Tony Gilroy. I'm being very careful here. Allegedly, I mean, he was brought in to help with reshoots. Allegedly, it has been reported that he redirected uh, around 40% of the movie. And having seen that film, again, being very careful for legal reasons, I can say that I would possibly believe those rumours. Okay. Um, well, Brett, you strongly disagree, right? I thought it was great. Yeah. I, uh, but I'm the reasons in, I thought it was great, I can't of, say because they would be spoilers. In all years of friendship, okay. In all years of friendship, this is the first thing that Brett and I have ever disagreed on. Yeah. It, is that true? It is true. Me and James often spoon and just say, "I, I love you and I love yeah. everything you love." <laughs> but this is the first time he rolled over and said, "Don't touch me." Yeah. Oh dear. So, Don't look at me. <laughs> so we can now blame Rogue One for the split between you guys. Mm. I yeah. just think it's a trial separation, we'll see, but he's already going, when I see it again, I'm marking it even further down. <laughs> oh. I, I must say, the, re the reason Brett loves it, and no, we can't say because it will spoil it, I 100% I agree with that reason for, for loving the movie, and if you've seen the film, you'll know what 
he means. Okay, it does so spoil, it does spoil here's, what I, here's what I think, without spoiling anything. I get frustrated with the Marvel films because as much as... I think they're all brilliant. I think they're all so well made and brilliant. Mm-hmm. But you, I have got to stage of sort of going. They are kind of the same. They're like they're brilliant. They're all so well done. But you watch them and you go, but it's sort of the same film over yeah. and over again. And with the Star Wars thing, they said, oh, we're going to do these anthology films and they're going to be different and standalone. And then you watch that and go, yeah, that is different. That is different from the yeah. other Star Wars films. You really actually did something. You tried something different. I don't think it's totally flawless, but it's like, yeah, fair play. That is a different film. And do you, James, do you have, uh, have you had conversations with people that disagree with you? Are you in the minority? Because it seems to me that most people seem to enjoy it. Uh, I know a good number of people who, like me... Name them. Name them. We want names. I can't can't name them. Give us their Twitter handles. (laughs) Okay, then. At James Gill's cousin, 67. No, uh, I think a lot of people do agree and I also think, I predict that that movie, because I think, I think word of mouth is spreading now that it's not amazing. And I wonder if it will fall short of that magic $1 billion target. Yeah, well, you know, to, for me and my sort of uh, personal um, <clears throat> journey on in terms of like uh, film and what, what I care about, it's it, the money thing doesn't. I mean, obviously it bothers Disney, but it doesn't bother me. I just want to know if, if it's if it's good or. And also the reshoots thing. It's like if reshoots work, then great. But you know, it'd be I have you know, it's ridiculous. I'm doing the show and I haven't seen it yet. But there's been a billion things to watch. You know, it's that wonderful time uh, of uh, year. Uh, no, to quote. Uh, obviously, reshoots happen a lot. But I, th- I think I mean the, the, you know it's alleged that they've had two or three yeah. reshoots. And I think the yeah. more you reshoot something, you are ha- you are getting further and further away from uh, that director's initial vision. I and so the point Brett the point Brett made, I do agree with because uh, I love the Marvel movies. But yes, they are essentially the, it's the same gig each time, and you can tell that it's all part of the same universe. I would actually disagree though because because I, I did feel that this did feel like another movie by committee, um, obligatory nod to. I've got to be careful here, but let's just say that there are a couple of cameos, and I just thought, oh, that felt like an afterthought. Mm. Okay. So, who was it? Ant Man or um, (laughs) Spider Man? Who did they chuck in there? When Spider Man takes down Darth Vader. That bit is weird. I mean, look, joking aside. It doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me if, in ten years' time, it is Darth Vader versus Spider Man. I mean, the the crossover yeah. thing is becoming so huge. It's becoming, a, it's becoming like a self parody. I mean, that, I mean, it, it now appears that that Twenty One Jump Street Men in Black crossover that sounds like a joke. I think that is actually happening yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, give me strength. I mean, um, I want to see <laughs> Secrets and Lies. Same. I want to see Secrets Same. and Lies versus Kez. Jeez. That's what I want to see. That is such a good yeah. idea. Right, I, want, I, I want the Mike That's Lee and idea. Ken Loach worlds <laughs> to... Uh, <laughs> uh, yes! So, that is amazing. <laughs> James, what is... Uh, how do you feel about the year generally for film? I mean, generally, very, very strong. There've been some absolute corkers. So I'll give you my top three in reverse order. Okay, go. Number three, Captain America: Civil War. Okay, yep. Brett's giving um, you giving the thumbs down on that one. No. <laughs> wait, for it, wait for it. Number two, yep. Hell or High Water. Okay, I didn't see that, but I hear it's excellent. Yep. 
And number the, one? The, the, the British dude who directed Hello High Water also directed Startup. Yeah, he which is, is great. Startup is terrific. Hello High Water, I'm going to say this now, if Jeff Bridges doesn't get nominated at least for Best Supporting Actor Oscar, I will eat a pair of Brett Goldstein's underpants. I mean, why don't you do something you don't normally do? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. that's, that's not exactly true. a stretch, that one. Um, I'll, I'll join you. Uh, and, and then number one, Arrival. Okay. Lovely. Okay. What What do you think of James's top three there, Brett? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not keen on number three. Mm-hmm. I love number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, I haven't seen. Okay. Would you like to hear my uh, honorable mention for the nice guys as well. Now, if we're talking about money, and I mean, I mean, you're right there. Money shouldn't matter because I don't think nice guys did what it should have done at the box office. But it's out on home ends, so please check that movie out. It is wonderful. Russell Crowe's really good, but Ryan Gosling, oh yeah. my god, that dude, that dude can do comedy. He might be, he might be so good looking that I'm actually giving myself an erection just by thinking about him. Okay. But this the dude is a brilliant comedy actor as well. This show has got <laughs> so homoerotic today, and um, can you describe how you, how you g- on? Yeah, that's true. That's true. You do bring homoeroticism you descri- wherever you go, Brett. Can you describe how you give yourself an erection? No, no, erect. What? <laughs> oh God! I knew this show was going to be a disaster. Mate, no, 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 mate. Goldstein is what is what our dynamic has been crying out for. He's the Joe Pesci. Yeah. Our Riggs and Myrtle. Oh, Finally. okay. Interesting. I'm not even going to begin to ask who is Riggs and who's Myrtle in this well, relationship. So, um, uh, my segue, the Ryan Gosling segue, is: uh, uh, Were you excited by the Blade Runner trailer this week? Yes. Now, Dennis Villeneuve, oh my God, if I could buy shares in a director, I would lump on Dennis yeah. Villeneuve. What we, a dude. We are both... Oh, he also directed Arrival, which is my film of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, so, we're, not, I mean, we're nodding emphatically with you. We think he's the, he's the man of the moment and the man of the future. What in I my found, opinion, what I, the, the, they're, they're, lucky, they're lucky to have Dennis Villeneuve, let alone Dennis Villeneuve lucky to be doing Blade Runner. The other way around, my friends. Oh, yeah. Blade Runner, possibly the most overrated film of all time. Uh, so I think Villeneuve is exactly what the doctor ordered. Um, do you, I found it interesting that it was shot, uh, or you know, from the trailer anyway, it looks almost identical, like uh, production design wise, lighting wise, to the original. It's like. He's very much sticking to a template there. It'll be interesting to see if there is any, like, if he subverts it in any way at all. But at the moment, it looks like, you know, it is 100% a sequel. It almost probably doesn't matter that it's 20 years apart or plus. It's probably 30 years, isn't it? Oh, my God, 30 years. I mean, you say it's an overrated film, but if you watch that film now... you. uh, uh, you say, "Oh my God, that film has not. That film has dated so well. It looks beautiful." Oh, visu- no, yes, agreed. Visually, yeah, absolutely, it's, it's beautiful to look at. And there's no nothing like that. there's nothing like Vangelis's sax <laughs> to just get you in a get you in a good, oh, mate, sexy mood. Vangelis's sax all over my face and chest. I couldn't agree more. Okay, okay. right. So, like I say, today's show has gone in a very interesting. I think because James isn't actually in the studio, he feels like he can say whatever the fuck he. God, it's really, really brought the devil out in me. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope that the people around you in Lapland aren't with all their kids because the stuff you're saying is quite offensive. Yes, I'm about to walk away to uh, my own private igloo. 
And so the Golden Globes uh, that were announced last, uh, end of last week, was it? Or beginning? I'm losing track of time. Uh, you know, it's that Christmas thing where every day feels like Sunday, doesn't it, almost? Oh, can, I, can I tell you what my crappiest film of the year was, please? Oh, well, for the Mr. Positive guy, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> so much positivity you see, coming you out. See, you you so much positivity. Up. Blade Runner's <laughs> overrated. Rogue One was shit. You want bursting to tell your, your worst film of the year. Okay. Of course, go for it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna punch an elf in the face. (laughs) Go on. What was your worst? Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Okay. Okay. Well, that. I mean, I haven't seen it. Load of shit. Oh wow. James, what's happened to you? Are you drinking again during the days? No, no, no. Well, possibly. Listen, uh, you know, I'm a huge Judd Apatow fan. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, what what he ended up doing was spawning this mini industry of these naff bromance movies, and uh, it's just it's it's just a stinker. It's and it tries so hard to be funny, which is probably its problem. I, I think it's put, and again, don't get sued. It smacks of uh, some bad improv rather than. You know, because call me old-fashioned, but every now and then a watertight script can actually save the day. And uh, an Apatow, it, it does seem he's responsible for giving actors the confidence to believe that they can do improv. Yeah. And I'm afraid not everyone can do improv. What, what, Just me and Brett. What's your what's your what's your uh, opinion on this, Brett? I haven't I haven't seen the film. No, but the the improv oh. thing. Uh, I mean, I I think you're. For being too, I think you're being your usual positive self, <laughs> and I think uh, I think it's actually a lot down to the editing because having done stuff where you improvise and stuff, people get carried away, and there's always moments of gold. It's just what you choose to leave in your film, really, mm-hmm. like because you can do hours and hours of stuff, and all you've got to do is get a minute of good, and that's the bit you use. True, I think to sort of slightly defend James that there is a general notion forgetting the actual craft of whose decision it was Mm. that um, it's okay to just like let it run a bit longer because everyone's funny or everyone knows what's funny you know rather than going let's just write a really funny tight script but so only I I don't think everyone is great at improv but there's maybe the feeling Can I just say something about improv? Yeah yeah. Remember Ryan Stiles? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why was he not the biggest comedy movie star of all time? Because if we're talking about people who could who could do improv, because he needed a dude, rubber ball to be able to do uh, an improv he was bit. So funny. Do you remember when you first got into Ryan yeah, yeah, Stiles on it? It was like the most exciting. You couldn't believe your look. Yeah. Who is this madman? I just. Uh, remember when you had your Ryan Stiles poster above your bed? <laughs> on my deathbed, my family will be saying nice things, and my last words will be, "Why was Ryan Stiles okay. not massive?" Well, look, James, this is where I'm going to dispute uh, with you quite heavily. I think whose line is it anyway? And the likes of Ryan Stiles, who was good at that, is what yeah. gave improv a bad name in this country. When you go to America and you see the Groundlings and the people at UCB, and you see the mastery of improv and you see why people think that they can do it in films because actually there are lots of brilliant brilliant people but here i think it all it got a bad name as being this thing where you play party games and it didn't have any sort of character route or narrative route um that's my opinion james it feels very weird having a sort of heavy discussion with someone that's not in the room 
Not I love it, heavy. mate. mate let's just keep improving. I love it. You think <laughs> we'll be talking about Aleppo in a minute and then it will get, you know. That's what it feels like. It feels yeah. like hearing someone on the phone should be mm. talking about a worthy news report, not about not what Ryan we Stiles. think <laughs> Ryan Styles <laughs> is underrated. <laughs> It just, Finally, the big issues. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if, like, you do a satellite link up on the uh, on BBC One News uh, about Ryan Styles <laughs> here in Aleppo? The big story is where is Ryan Styles? Uh, okay, well, James, um, t- uh, just before we go, uh, what are your what films are you looking forward to coming out soon um, in, in t- 2017 or in the Manchester by the Sea with Casey Affleck? Yeah. I now we all, all love we all love Ben Affleck and we all we all quite like Brad Pitt, but when you watch a film like The Assassin Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, I felt for Brad Pitt. I imagine him in his trailer after the first day of shooting, looking in his mirror thinking, Oh fucking hell, Casey Affleck's amazing. Um, so <laughs> I think probably he would have thought looking in the mirror <laughs> I'm, fit. I'm so fit. Oh, and Casey's really good in this film. God, no, he looks in the mirror, he went, I wish I was as good looking as Brett Goldstein. And why is Ryan Styles not massive? <laughs> <laughs> cool. All back. Uh, I agree. I'm really excited about Manchester, Manchester by the Sea. Apart from anything else, just that there's a film that doesn't have special effects or isn't based on an already existing title or book or remake or comic or two worlds meeting and crossover and universes and all the bloody rest of it. Just an, a film about some people. I mean, it's, that really makes it sound utterly boring. But <laughs> You're putting me off. Yeah, I've put a lot of people off from watching Manchester by the Sea. And by the way, this isn't a film where they've moved Manchester <laughs> yeah. in the north of England across, you know, it's not Blackpool. That's not what they're saying. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But Casey Affleck, as we all know, like you said in uh, the Jesse James film, and also Gone Baby Gone, which I still think is Ben Affleck's best uh, yeah. directed film. Um, he's an amazing actor, and finally he's going to get his... I mean, I don't feel too sorry for him, because he's always worked, but he's never seemed to have got his moment in the sun quite like his brother and a lot of his peers. I agree. Yeah. I strongly agree. And I, th- I think he'll probably win the Oscar. And then also La La Land. Um, yeah. Very yeah, excited about again, that. Again, the boy Gosling. Yeah. What about uh, the films? Moon- these are these are on the best motion picture drama list. Uh, Lion and Moonlight. Do you have you seen either of those or know much about them? This yes, is a I question know. to you, Brett, as well. Moonlight is the one from what I hear. Yeah, but I haven't seen it. James, what's on your uh, radar? Uh, yeah, same as Brett. There, I, I, I've only heard good things. Not seen either. Um, I- I'll try Wanglers uh, if we if we can do it in the new year, Dan. Yeah. Probably should have kept this for off mic. I'll try sort as a press screening, my friend. Okay, I was wondering where you were going with that. For the thr- I for love the, how you'll happily say on mic that you'll eat Brett Goldstein's pants, <laughs> and that someone has done something over your chest <laughs> yeah. and face. But off yeah. mic, but you'd rather say off mic that you'll get us some press screening tickets yeah. because God yeah. forbid anyone hears that. <laughs> Uh, I come across as unprofessional. Are we not surprised that um, uh, Live by Night, the Ben Affleck-directed film that's coming out, that um, is it uh, Silence, the Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. film, that there's a few big films that are getting good reviews don't seem to be getting the sort of uh, awards buzz? Is there a reason yeah, for that? I think that's a fair point. I, I've, I've read the, uh, you know, Dennis Lehane, again, Gone Baby Gone, uh, and again, Live by Night. I've read the book, and it is... 
it's a very cinematic and very epic, sweeping book. So it would you would think that it would lend itself to award season. But no, you're absolutely right. It isn't getting talked about in the in the same tones as, uh, say, Manchester by the Sea. So uh, I would be intrigued as to why that is. Yeah. Okay. Before you go, James, one last thing I want to talk about. Um, seeing as we're all sort of being quite candid today, uh, Mel Gibson. Uh, he's got his sort of comeback, not his on-screen yes. com- comeback, but his directing comeback. Do we? How do you feel about Mel? Should he be forgiven for the things he said in the past and welcome back, arms open wide? Or I say, I say, welcome back, Mel. Yes, he should be forgiven. Yeah, it's easy for me to say because uh, I'm. Uh, I- I'm a I'm a white boy for, uh, with a Church of England background, so he's never really offended me. Um, You're so safe. perhaps I'm You're not the safe. best person to You're ask. You're safe from Mel. Uh, Bro- I, I would say, but I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'd say I, I, I mean, the dude has been sat on the subs bench for quite a long time now, and I think it does seem that it does seem that there is contrition there. Does he? Does he ever felt like? Did, have you ever got the impression that he's sorry for what he did? That's the thing for me. And I'd never quite got the... Not, it's not about an apology, but maybe more like an explanation or a, a real sense of like what's going on in his head. I sort of get the feeling maybe he still believes some of those views, but because we all believe in time being a healer, it's sort of okay now. And also, if you make a good film yeah. and win a couple of awards, I mean, look do at you, Polanski, you, you know. Do you think we've sort of assumed he's sorry? Um... Is that how hey, that, apologies work? No, that, no, <laughs> that no, the other people make it? the it assumption? It's like, it's like, hey, that Mel Gibson's been quiet for a while. Yeah. He must therefore be sorry. Yeah. Welcome back. I don't know. Yeah, I, think that, I think that's a fair point you've made, yes. Will either of you watch Hacksaw Ridge? Yes. Yeah. It's really tricky because Mel Gibson was my absolute hero. He's my favourite, favourite guy. And the Lethal Weapon films are my favourite love story of all time. And I, I, I love Mel Gibson and I sort of really loved him. And then he'd done all this stuff and it's like, oh, Mel Gibson don't love me. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I don't know, it's so complicated isn't it? and you don't know people's real lives and all that. But the recordings of him with his... Oh, lady, are oh, so no. disturbing. That's so disturbing. That it's like I don't know. I mean, I don't it, it, is dis- it is disturbing. That is, is it not more the? Is it not more the rantings of a? I mean, I, I didn't say madman, but let's just say rantings of a man who's in a, a, a terrible place. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, you don't know these uh, context, everything. But I mean, he. Uh, I think he. I don't know. It's yeah. not my. I don't know. You know, it's not. I don't actually know what's going on. I've just heard stuff which is so upsetting that it makes you go. I don't it's hard, think isn't we it? should be yeah. possibly going. All right, mate, do you want more stuff to hear some more? I mean, if I was um, asked by Mel to be in his next movie... Absolutely, 100% yes. I'd be there at, like, a shot. Uh, and uh, But there'd be a part of me every day in the car on the way to the shoot going, should I bring it up? <laughs> should I just say, Mel, those... Those uh, answer machine messages you left. What was that about? <laughs> and the and the policeman stuff. You know the the you know what was that like? Just between you and me. Yeah. You know. He cl- so he claimed at the Golden Globes that he never said the sugar tits thing. I know, I know, but that's the least of the things that. uh, (laughs) Anyway, listen, we've got to wrap this up because I want to talk to Brett in depth 
about Mel Gibson. No. <laughs> um, w- thanks, James. Have a wonderful Christmas, and thank yeah, you I, for... Uh, two of my favourite human beings in the same room. So oh. And Adam as well, three of my favourite human beings. Oh, the that's, producer, that's so beautiful. I'm sorry, that, I'm sorry that I've not been able to make it. I love you very much. Dan, I look forward to seeing you in the new year. So. Yeah. Well, right. Madcap Movie Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, James. God now, bless you. Uh, we are going to uh, play one of Brett's uh, songs. These are Christmas songs from films uh, with Christmas themes, or you could even say Christmas movies. Proper Christmas films. Proper out-and-out Christmas movies, aren't they? They're not ashamed. Because some Christmas movies aren't really even Christmas movies, are they? Like Lethal Weapon or Die Out. They are Christmas movies. They're set at Christmas. I'd say they're Christmas movies. I watched um, Singing in the Rain the other day for the first time ever. What? I know. I'll talk about that (laughs) after this. Let's play this song. This is, of course, Thankful Heart, which... um, (laughs) Michael Caine. Michael Caine singing. What more do you want? want? This is a beautiful Christmas. (laughs) I'm so pleased you picked that. (laughs) So, listeners, uh, Brett was just uh, saying uh, while the song was on, he was like, oh, I hope I didn't say anything out of order or, you know, that I regret. Uh, because sometimes you get in, in the heat of the moment in a discussion and you think, well, how much do I really believe that or whatever? Um, he didn't say anything bad, but what I loved was he sort of went, oh, I don't know. Michael Caine, uh, one of our greats, mm-hmm. one of the biggest crimes mm-hmm. the Academy Award ever did. It wasn't not nominating black people. It was not giving best actor to Michael Caine for the Muppet Christmas Carol. Are you, uh, uh, how tongue in cheek is this? Comment? I am a hundred percent serious. Are you really? Have you seen the Muppet Christmas? Yes, Carol? I have, and this is why I'm asking if you're serious. <laughs> he is so. It's the best performance he's ever given. Mm. He ain't fucking around. He's yeah. not like, oh, I'm in a Muppet film. I'll be silly. He's like. He's in it, yeah. he cries, it's so moving what he does in that film. I think it's like one of the most committed, I think it's the most committed performance he's ever given. And you watch, it's tricky, you're playing with Muppets, how are you going to pitch yeah. it? He's fucking amazing. Well, they a lot, a, a lot of actors will say that you're only as good as the person you're playing opposite. He yeah. obviously walked on set, he probably did it for the paycheck, saw how good Kermit and Gonzo yeah, were, and, and like, went, oh, I've got to up my game. Yeah. He was, like, he was like Brad Pitt on Coward Jesse Ford, and yeah. he went, yeah. holy shit, they're all as good as Casey Affleck. Yeah, oh my God. I'm In fact, I, I think the biggest crime um, the Oscars are that they uh, have ever... I <laughs> can't even speak. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest crime the Oscars have ever committed is that they haven't nominated any of the Muppets for Best Supporting. Agreed, yeah. agreed. Or at least the Golden Globes could have... Or there's an awards, maybe it's the Emmys, where they do best uh, performance by a... A a, Muppet. By a Muppet. (laughs) By an ensemble, I was going to say. Oh, yeah, um, exactly right. Yeah. But then how would Michael feel if he was nominated as part of an ensemble with puppets? I think he would be proud. I mean, I I would love to know what he thinks of that film, because he talks... It's just the best film he's ever done. Do you really think... Uh, that I 100% I watch Mother Grizz Carol every year it's a fucking masterpiece do you know what um, I, I agree I think it's brilliant and, and I love any version of Scrooge even yeah. bad ones because it's just so, why do why do we love that story you know so what? much I was thinking about it this morning yeah. why is that story the greatest story ever you know what it is it's a story about 
it's basically a man goes to therapy. Yeah. It's a man at a point in his life, and he is involuntary therapy. By yeah, the way. yeah, it's forced on him. Yeah, it's like section. Prison. Yeah, <laughs> and the therapist goes, "Let's talk about your childhood. Let's talk about your patterns of behaviour, and let's talk about where that will lead. Unless we can work out ways of nice. changing the way you live your life, and then he wakes up and goes, "Oh, do you know what? I'm going to break the bonds of my upbringing yeah. and my place in the world, and I'm going to start living in a more positive." Yeah, beautiful way. I love it. It's, uh, it should be called instead of a Christmas carol, a CBT carol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a Christmas CBT. Um, that's that's a good way of looking at. It. I think obviously we all love redemption and stories of hope and stuff, but there's something specific about that that mm. we just more than uh, it's a wonderful life, which yeah. people cite as one of the all-time greats. But uh, where, how do you stand? Where do you stand on that? Do you know what? Quite honestly, I think it's a great film. I don't think I've I've seen it once, and it's like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm, I'm with it's you. No Christmas Carol, you're right. And we always remember the bit where you know yeah. the angel makes him not exist, and he sees how his life yeah. is, and we think that's the film, but it's actually five minutes towards the end. Yeah, it's and you have to go through all depressing. this stuff about him having a crap banking job, and yeah, you know, there's a lot of admin in that. A film. lot of admin in that film. It's like uh, <laughs> admin. It's like ninety-five percent build-up and five percent. Um, Imagine if you. You'd never existed. Yeah, it's like two thirds of the two. The acts two and three are in the last five minutes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it's weird, weird. But you know, I like that it exists. You know, listen. Neither <laughs> of us wish the film away. <laughs> no. If you could have a wish, though, would it be on there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Christmas. What are your top five Christmas movies, bro? My top five Christmas movies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would go with. Uh, oh, oh but by the way, by the way, I'll, I'll, I'll you can talk start. about this because I mentioned it before the song. I watched Singing in the Rain for the first time. Yeah, that's my favourite film. Blew my mind. Now, obviously, you have to slightly do that thing where you transport your mind to the time it was made. Like when I first watched um, Citizen Kane, and I was like, why, is, why do people think this is such an amazing film? And I rewatched it almost immediately. I say almost immediate, probably a couple of days later, going, okay, imagine, think about all the other films being made, of, and then it sort of blew my mind, the technology of it and the vision and stuff. Yeah. I don't... Sorry. What are you doing? Um, I don't feel like Singing in the Rain, ha you have to do that much of a leap. No, I don't think Because I, do I was surprised by how brilliantly paced it was, the camera work, that it was so sort of... It's funny. Funny and kind of edgy in a way. Yeah. And the themes of like, you know, should you be, you know, artistic merit versus commercial appeal and all that sort of stuff. There was, I was really like quite blown away by it. It's wonderful. But it's a, considered a film you watch at Christmas, although it has nothing to do with Christmas, right? Is that just because it's a musical? I think because it just makes you happy. And I mean, I That's don't know Christmas it was a Christmas about. film. Don't, don't, or maybe Easter, like Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah. it's a... It's a Oh, you're gonna you're alone and you want to end your life. What's Singing in the Rain? Oh, everything's all right. Okay, it's one of them films. Okay, so I, I I'd just like to happened. say to anyone that's you know considering that option, um, if Singing in the Rain doesn't work, I'm really sorry that Brett made you think it would. Uh, get your hopes up. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh God. Cut uh, that bit out, Adam. <laughs> uh, definitely not using that. Uh, um, okay, my top five is I would go number five, Scrooge. With Albert Finney. Okay. Is this work. just going to be different versions <laughs> yeah, of Scrooge? <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh, number four, Batman Returns. Yeah. Really? Love that. Just because it's set at Christmas. 
It's not really a Christmas it's film. Like, that's though. like a sexy Christmas film. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, three. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Two. Bad Santa. Love Bad Santa. Love Bad Santa. So much. One. Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. I like it. You go. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Poker. Okay. What you got? I'll raise you. Yeah. Uh, um, do you know what? I would say that Scrooged with Bill Murray. Yeah. You know, it's not a perfect film, but for me, it's the ultimate Christmas movie. Um, That's fine. Uh, thanks. I'm not looking for approval, Brett, but uh, well, I am a bit. Um, Trading Places. Lovely. Uh, can I argue that? Yeah. Go for it. Right. I'm one of these people who hadn't actually sort of watched Trading Places. Mm-hmm. I'd seen the bit where Jamie Lee Curtis gets her wonderful, wonderful breasts out when I was a child. Okay. <laughs> and I'd seen like sort of clips of it, but I never actually watched it. And everyone's like, oh, you've got to watch Trading Places, did I watched it this year. Yeah. I mean, didn't, I don't think hold it... hold up for you. Here's the problem with it. It's about an hour and 20 minutes setting up that they're going to trade places. I'm like, you've told me it's the plot It's a wonderful life, isn't it? All over again. It, I, I get it. I kept wanting to go, yeah. yes, they're trading places. <laughs> get on with it. So it's an hour of setup. Yeah. It's in the title. The plot is already... We know the plot because we've seen... We've read the poster. Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I uh, had a massive argument with Daniel Lawrence Taylor, a yeah. uh, friend of ours both, and uh, I, about what's funnier, coming to America or trading places, and I was singing trading places uh, praises. We actually went to see a screening of it at the Prince Charles Theatre, and about 15 minutes into it, it was secretly inside, I was going, oh my God, this is so slow and there are no gags. <laughs> you oh know why God. coming to America is better? They get to America 10 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Okay, Brett, let's talk a little bit about you, because I genuinely didn't think we would get to 46 minutes into the show <laughs> and still not have got to you. I, 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 for some reason, I thought, because today we're, we're sort of like just, we're just talking. There's no prep. Mm. Um, but I want to talk about you, because you have had an amazing year. Well, you've had a good year, haven't you? Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how I, like, I, I downgraded that really quickly. Now, yeah. I think you've had an amazing year. You started the year, you went to America, you shot a pilot, yeah. you've just been on tour doing arenas, theatres, yeah, uh, with Catherine Tate. You've worked with her on a number of things, uh, writing uh, and performing on the tour. You're, the show that you're really proud of, Hoff the Record, yeah, won so a Best Comedy best, best comedy? comedy Show, yeah. Yeah, at the... International Emmys. International Emmys, which is amazing. It is amazing, given that no one watches it. Nobody <laughs> watches it. Nobody watches how it, except do, the International Emmys. How, it's on Dave, right? Yeah, I, how does How do they afford that show if zero people are... Uh, that just... I mean, Will there be a third series? I don't... I, I, I mean, honestly, I don't have the answer to that. I okay. don't think so. Okay. Because I don't, think it's, I don't know what we need to do other than... So for people that go, don't know I about the show... I promise it's funny. Yeah. People who don't know about this show, yeah. it's a mockumentary following David Hasselhoff around trying so to... David Hasselhoff comes to England to sort of sort his life out mm-hmm. and he f- discovers that he has an illegitimate German son mm-hmm. and there's kind of an ensemble of us lot who I'm his personal trainer and we have his manager and his assistant and his son and his driver and we have adventures. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But and it's I... all semi-improvised and it's... Yeah. 
which James Gill will yeah, not be he happy will about. Hate it. And I, <laughs> I, I um, I've seen bits of it. I don't have Dave. I'm, I don't. Right. My TV is not wired to an actual aerial, so yeah. I just watch things on demand. I know it's crazy, uh, but I, I've watched bits of it and was always surprised by how funny I thought it was yeah. because it sounds a bit sounds like a naff shit. idea. But it's funny, and obviously the international Emmys thought so. Yeah, um, you would like to think that is enough to commission another series. I don't right? know how to promote this show. I almost wish we could be honest because you're not really allowed to do this. I would like to all our posters to say honestly. I know it sounds shit, <laughs> but it's fucking good. Yeah, I feel like that is why not. <laughs> I mean, you, you're not really allowed to say that when you do, do proper promotion, no. but I feel and like you're that's, not allowed to swear either. And I get it. I get that it sounds because when they offered, when I re- uh, went in for it, I was like, "This sounds awful." And then they showed me a teaser they'd made, and I was like, "Oh, this is amazing." Yeah, I was like, "I definitely want to do this." Yeah, well, um, I, th- you know, I, I think it's a shame that people probably are put off. It, it, maybe it's because Hasselhoff himself has done so many like self pastiching things, yeah. and maybe it sounds like. Uh, a show it isn't but it's written and produced by proper comedy people yeah so. it's the people who made An Idiot Abroad they, right and they I mean it's exactly what I'm talking about editing they yeah. the, the, the show is put together so well and like we improvise all the time and I would be lying if I said oh we're amazing all day because we're mostly shit but we will do they will pick such brilliant bits yeah. and when you put it all together you go it's all funny but like it was a day of that's interesting that nicely rubbish I didn't know it was made by those people and yeah. that's a show that has obviously been edited brilliantly I, I, um, and they obviously do know like that, to have that trust that they will get stuff mm. out of this when and you they probably tell stories like it's quite an emotional story being told in a very mm-hmm. funny I mean they're really good I'm very proud of them I wish good. someone would watch it people watch the show <laughs> people watch it um, so uh, <coughs> Uh, the other great thing that happened to you recently was you just won an, uh, an award for best... I mean, you're just award central at the moment. Uh, you won an award for best supporting actor at the British Independent Film Awards, otherwise yeah. known as BIFA, which isn't an acronym I particularly love, but um, it's catching on. Yeah. Um, but you did. You won a BIFA. Yeah, That's that was genuinely surprising. More surprising than <laughs> International Emmy, weirdly. Yeah? Well, only because I... Well, no, I didn't know that was happening. Yeah. You didn't get uh, any sort of heads up? No. Because you couldn't make it to the actual I be award ceremony. Award. I was doing the Kevin Tate show live, and we were having breakfast. I only found out on Twitter. Yeah. And no way. Yeah, and I was oh, I just it. looking on Twitter, and something came up, best point, and I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I mean, what, genuinely an honour and a thing. You just sort of go, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. That was a... So what, hang on, you found out the found day out after? Got, no, I found out I got nominated, yeah. and then the day of the awards was the last show on the Kevin Tate yeah. show so I couldn't go and I only found out that I'd won so when I came off stage that night I turned on my phone and I had relentless death threats from Jamie Dornan fans <laughs> because he had also been nominated no. and I'd won the award so that's how I knew I'd won I was like oh Jamie Dornan fan wants, wants and to kill me and do you think um, Jamie Dornan would have got death threats from Brett Goldstein fans had he won. <laughs> it would have just been you. It would have been me and James Gill. James it? Gere. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, that's that's yeah. amazing. What a what a lovely thing. Because sometimes yeah, they, really so, if you can't be there, they sometimes go, "Oh, please be there," because you know it's yeah. sort of, you know, we sort of need you to be. They kind of <laughs> wink and nudge a bit, but you got none of that. But I think if you see, if you go online, you'll see Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. Reading which out is a, a lovely, speech that I wrote for her that yeah. she wasn't allowed to read until. 
and she's good. Which, by the way, yeah. was probably better than if you had collected so, it yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. I would have been yeah. very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your stand-up. Um. <laughs> yeah. I'm making that JD do all my gigs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's a, there's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um, she's doing Jungle's New Year's Eve. Uh, the, the all um, the the film itself, uh, adult life skills, yeah. um, is that available to? It? I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I, th- this is crazy of mm. me, but I didn't even know you were in that film. Right. I knew about that film, but I didn't know you were in it. Why did I not? They didn't promote it well enough. <sighs> they didn't say Brett Goldstein in. Yeah. I didn't I know think, that. Yeah, I think I'm sort of having a. Doing very, very well at being in really good things that no one sees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know, this is the art versus comment, yeah. commerce uh, debate. You know, do yeah. you just want to do good work or do you want to be seen? Do you want seen? to be never seen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this is, uh, so it's been a good year, right? Or the, la- the last sort of couple of months have certainly been amazing for you. Sure. Yeah. What's happening next year? Uh, I bet you're going to do Edinburgh, aren't you? <laughs> next year. Are you? Uh, I am working on a new yeah. stand up show, but. Uh, I yeah. don't know whether I'll take it. Just when I thought I was out, yeah. they pulled me back in. Uh, why? Why do people do it to themselves? It's the like Edinburgh Festival, sort of Stockholm syndrome and masochism, and like sort of going back to your abusive lover. But that, I think they've changed. <laughs> uh, yeah, two weeks, in. two weeks in. Two weeks in. They're exactly the same, yeah. and I hate myself. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope you have an equally good year, or Thank maybe you. even and better. Actually, sounds like you've had an amazing year, Dan Clark. I've had a I've had a pretty good year, but this show isn't about me. Oh, um, it's with me, but not about me. <laughs> okay. Um, I've had a good year. Unfortunately, I have to go well for good reasons away for a couple of months next at the beginning. Next, so I'm not going to do this show for a couple of months. Can you tell us why? I'm developing something in the United States of America. Oh yeah, in Iowa. Um, the producer says he knows someone in LA, so uh, I'm going to Iowa for two <laughs> months. Are you really? No. <laughs> well, can you imagine if that yeah. the, the, you actually fell for that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he says he's got contacts in LA, so we're going to develop it. I in always a big maybe make it down. Yeah, Good yeah. luck. They did feel the dreams there. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to do the show for a couple of months. Which is a shame because I'm uh, I love doing this show and thanks to all the listeners really who uh, who who listen and um, we'll be back in probably March I would have thought uh, I don't know why I'm suddenly pronunciating <laughs> is, is this it are you not going to tell us what your favourite films of the year are my favourite films of the year no that's what James Gill's all about no yeah. um, do you know what I was thinking about this. I don't know if it has been a bumper year for films, personally. I don't want to be too down or negative. But too James Gill. I don't want to be too James Gill about it. I don't want to be too positive. But um, it, I, I can't say I've seen tons of amazing films. I've seen better television. Still, for me, the best TV show I watched this year was Deutschland 83. That was my favourite thing. Um, yeah, it's not been... Mm. Not been. I'm. I'm hoping. I always get hopeful at this time of year because of the types of films that are up for awards and stuff. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Not. Not. Not that. Not that. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's been then? a great year. Anyway, for thanks. Having Goodbye. a film podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the worst year for film. Thank uh, you for listening. It hasn't been the worst year for film, but you know, as I talk to James, the thing about James Gill is he's always far more um, upbeat about the more mainstream mm. film uh, world. He loves his uh, super superhero movies, and and I'm a little bit. I used to, but I just feel like, geez, I've seen this already, haven't I? Mm. Uh, same story, different cape. Is my 
That's right. my thing. And that doesn't mean I don't think there are good things in them and that there are parts of them that are entertaining, but just on the whole, I get a bit like, can we see something different? Did you see The Witch? Yes. Very good film. Very good. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yes, please. Brett Goldstein <laughs> on the poster. Yes, please. Five yeah. stars. Lovely yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm probably not remembering any um, films from uh, much earlier in the year such as that. Uh, but, you know. Anyway. The Witch. Victoria. Are these your... Are you got, uh, Go on, give us your list. Are my top three? Yeah. Pete's Dragon. Yeah? Really? Yeah. Pete's I Dragon. Was in, I was interested in that because of the director. I was yeah. like, okay, I like this guy. Pete's Dragon looks like... And I could be wrong, I have no idea the making of it. That is like an auteur film. Looks like, oh, and, someone's uh, been allowed to do... Their thing, their thing, and then it flopped. Yeah, <laughs> they will never be allowed. <laughs> and to they'll again. never be allowed. They'll be never be given more than one million yeah. to make a film again. It's really beautiful, and yeah, the beginning is. And like, does the story work? Is it does it? Yeah. Is it compelling? And yeah, and it's okay. and it's quite sl- it's surprisingly slow and not like in a bad way. It's like oh, you're taking your time. It's like sort of emotional. It's almost the closest thing, sort of vibe wise, like ET. It's like oh, okay. proper. Right. That's, I, was look, I was looking at it the other night on whichever VOD yeah. provider I have, the many millions, thinking, do you know what? It look, I'm intrigued by this. And the first five minutes is like best opening scene of the year. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, I uh, am probably going to go home today and watch my, not just one of my favorite Christmas films, my, if someone, if I was in your position and I was being asked about my guilty pleasure, this would be my guilty. I've said Dan, it before. what's your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure is the holiday. Wow. I know. <laughs> I know. Genuinely I, I shocking. Know. That is shocking, isn't it? Because I know it's not the sort of film I normally like. And I know that it's very anodyne and Why do I feel very, so proud of you? What, for admitting that? Yeah. For bringing that to the table? I don't know why it's some films just get I think it was the first time I saw it I was just in a slightly romantic or lonely or something I was something. in an Airbnb I was in an Airbnb on my own you know about to shoot up my next little hit of heroin and I caught no I just I think I was feeling lonely at the time and I watched this film and it just filled me with warmth even though the other part of my brain was going this is terrible there was a part of me that was going, this is everything you need right now. I didn't think I could love you more. <laughs> what do you think of The Holiday? Do you know what? I don't think I've seen it, truthfully. Well, you know That's, Nancy Meyer's I've films, right? I've seen most of her films. Yeah. And I imagine that it's 20 minutes too long. It's 20 minutes too long. It's been graded <laughs> like it's someone's actually used oil paints. Like no one's skin looks real in it. Um, it all the locations are like... Uh, postcard location none of it's real if someone if an american watched the uh, holiday and went i'm gonna home swap with someone in the uk and they got here and were <laughs> met by like someone puking in a night bus and uh you know a, a, a news agent's on the corner they go where's this picture perfect where's you know, the holiday yeah um but i don't know i'm a bit of a sucker for a romance yeah you know we need to bring back the romantic comedy okay you and me. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, you, me, we, and Gil. I've just been told go. by my producer that we should wrap up. I was like, we should have wrapped up about 
two hours ago. Uh, Brett, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to Thank you. Thank you for having um, me on. And, uh, uh, I hope that they recommission off the record. I hope that you... I hope that someone watches it. I hope that someone watches it. Yeah. I also hope that you get um, promoted from best supporting to best lead actor, because I think you're a brilliant actor. Thanks, and I'd like to work Thank with you, you as well. Right. I'd like to work with I've you. Just said it. I've just said it on uh, on. That's, that's out there. On, it's out there. Uh, I can't take that back. So we're going to end the show with what is probably my all-time favourite Christmas song. Again, it's probably been used in many films and TV shows, but it's a standalone piece. This you can't really get better than the Pogues, can you, Brett? No. Yeah. <laughs> he disagrees. We've got, to, we've got to wrap up. So. Yeah, we have got to wrap up. Uh, no, so, you can't get better than well, the Pogues. It's hard to get better than the Pogues. Here's a quick one. No, we haven't got Billy time Joe. for this. Maybe you, there's some stuff you need to cut out, James, so we will quickly say this. How come Christmas, other than the Nat King Cole era mm. of Christmas songs, mm. how come the Christmas song seems to be only uh, connected to the 70s and 80s? I was thinking that there's something in the charts at the moment. It's like someone trying to do a Christmas song and it's dog shit. And I was yeah. thinking, because this, I think since Mariah Carey, right, that's been that was the cut off point in the last great Christmas song. Mm hmm. Was all I want for Christmas. Which is and what, that was early nineties, early nineties. Because it seems like easy. So if you can nail a Christmas song, you're, you're set for life. You're set right? for life. But why do people not do it and not? And why do we love that weird, slightly mm -hmm. shitty seventies? Like because we don't like so many of those yeah. bands and artists. We, we don't, don't like, like it in January. We don't, <laughs> we don't like the rest of their catalogue. Yeah. It's just that weird. I think maybe it's because Nostalgia. when it comes to Christmas, yeah, we all f feel like children again. And when we were children, we didn't mind synth. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so um, this is the Pogues. Uh, I'll see you all next year. Can you year. get better than this? Find out next year. Find out next year when Brett releases his uh, Christmas record. Thank you, Brett, for joining us. Thank you very much for having um, me. I'm, uh, I'll see you next year. You'll be the first guest of the next year's show. <laughs> so you better achieve quite a lot in the next okay. couple of months, okay? All right. Uh, okay, see ya. This is a FUBAR Radio podcast. Go to foobarradio.com for more details. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.